0: listening to the knee-deep podcast presented by dark horse tackle jason
1: how are you my guy how are you buddy
0: well i'm doing all right for a monday
1: happy monday folks happy uh monday. mothers we want to take a second to tell you that we love you uh you, do. you are I do not. you are a godsend um we appreciate everything that you have done for us Throughout our lives, I can't speak of my mother because she's a horrible, miserable piece of garbage. <laughs> but I will speak for most of those listenings, uh, mother. Um, we do appreciate you. Yeah, all without- of the challenges that you've had to go through and deal with us.
0: We we appreciate that. Believe it or not, without my mom, I wouldn't be here.
1: Yeah, I. So, you know, unfortunately, people, I can say the same thing.
0: A lot of people, you know, they. They'll say things like, you know, my my mom is stinky and she doesn't shower enough. And I'm like, dude, without my mom, I wouldn't be born. That that is true. Anyway, anyway. happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. But, Jason, we got we got more important things to talk about. We got a bone to pick. Uh Oh, you got a bone to what pick. What kind of what kind of is it's this a bone uh, it's a certain group of individuals um, and it's God, a very that's... large group.
1: Let's uh, let's get into that in a little bit. No,
0: I, wanna, we I want to. We want these gotta people. We, we want these people to listen to the podcast. We've. I think this is very relatable. I really okay. do. I really okay. do. Listen, listen, fellas and ladies, if you're in any Facebook groups regarding fishing, and somebody posts a picture of a fish and it's on a scale, and the scale shows the weight, you don't have the jurisdiction to say, that's not what the fish weighs. It's on a scale. What do you think the scale... The scale's not in ounces. The scale is not in kilograms. And if it is in ounces and kilograms, state that. But Jason caught a very large crappie. You tell him. You tell him about that crappie.
1: I caught the biggest crappie I've ever caught in my entire life. And I have... uh, Massive. Outside of of this one, I've also weighed a two-pound, three-ounce crappie uh, before this one, uh, which was also massive, obviously. Uh, but I was throwing a big old swim jig made by Martin's Custom Baits, uh, one of my favorite bait makers, uh, small business in the Great United guy. States. Love the guy, Steve Martin. Shout out. Uh, if he's listening to this podcast, we love you, Steve. Uh, I was throwing this swim jig, and I, I just I threw it out deep. Um, Deep as relative this pond. Yeah, as five deep foot. as five
0: foot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this pond is pretty, pretty shallow pond, but I just threw it out there and got slammed, set the hook, and started cranking it in. And I'm like, man, that's the weirdest fighting bass I've ever. I don't know what's going on here. I poured it out of the water, and dude, it was just a freaking frying pan of a crappie. Like, if you put this thing inside a frying pan, it would fill up every single 13 inch round spot of frying pan that you got. Um, Anyway, luckily, Josh had a scale he recently purchased. Uh, every time we go fishing, we're like, man, we wish we had a scale. He recently purchased purchased a scale. Uh, we put it on the scale, and we measured it. it. Measured, what was it, Josh? 18 and a quarter? Was it?
0: How? It how wasn't long? 18. It wasn't 18. but It was close to 18. It was over 15. We'll put it that way. And it it was, dude, I don't remember the freaking numbers. You're supposed to remember that. You caught it.
1: Um, I was more worried about the weight than I was. The the weight
0: was two and a half pounds. It was 2.5 on the dot. My scale measures in pounds because that's how I view weight. Like most normal Americans, we don't look at things and go, that's gotta be, oh God, roughly 42 and a half ounces. No, like that's three and a half pounds. Right. You know, oh, that looks like it's 10 pounds. And if you're Jason, every bass you catch looks like it's ten pounds until it gets there. And then That's it's just right. six. But no, the fish was the fish was um weighed. More importantly, it was measured, but more importantly, it was weighed. And the fish locked in at two point five. Two point five got, one. Two point five one, excuse me. I am so sorry. How dare yeah. I diminish your PB? Yeah,
1: yeah, don't do that. Don't don't PB shame. Anyway, so I was really proud of this fish. Um it's funny, it was a really good story, because the night before, um, I was talking to Steve Martin's owner of Martin's Custom Baits, and I told him that I was going to go out tomorrow, and I told him I was going to catch a giant on his baits, and I told him that I was just going to make it happen. I didn't care what it took. And it's funny, because the, the day started out really slow. Uh, we moved all over the place, probably covered uh, 50, 60 total acres of water. We uh, We fished a lot of water. <laughs> um, so anyway i i threw that swim jig out there and i told steve the night before i was gonna catch a giant on this bait and i didn't take that bait off the whole time i just one of those things where you wake up in the morning you step outside you're like okay i know which bait's gonna work today and i'm gonna make it work uh it it might come hell or high water but i'm not gonna take this bait off and i I just kind of had that that one-on-one with that bait and dude i just threw it all day uh probably caught total of 40 I know I lost track at 40 uh 40 fish total um it was the only crappie I caught yeah so so anyway like I, I was really proud of it I was even more proud of it because Josh had a scale this time and we're not just like wow look at this really big crappie so I put it on scale Josh uh, Josh weighed it I took a picture uh trying to throw the fish back in the water pretty quickly at this point because I just had it out long enough um so then i i got home and i was like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna edit those photos and then tomorrow i'm gonna post it to all of these facebook groups so what you're saying is i'm trying to socialize on social media
0: now, now hold yeah. on hold on hold on i'm sorry to uh, interrupt so what you're saying is you went out fishing and you did what you wanted to do which was catch a fish that you're proud of yes and then you got home and you're like you know what I want to brag about my catch because, well, it is the social media generation. So instead of going to the bait shop and sitting there for 18 hours while your wife's like, what the hell is this guy doing? You post it online and you tell people, this is what I caught. And you're proud of that.
1: And I posted the picture of the fish and the the picture of the picture of the fish on the stale. I've even got videos of the fish that I I didn't post yet because I'm trying to create something with it. But So I got social on social media um, and like five different Facebook Facebook fishing groups uh, out of Ohio because uh, that's, that's the state that we live. Um, and dude, the amount of slack and the amount of hate, like pure fire brim hate that I got for even posting those pictures, like it just, dude, <laughs> there is nothing more deflating. A- there is nothing that makes me lose faith in humanity. As quickly as that, like, and that dude, that just fires me up. It just absolutely, like, who do you think you are? Who exactly. do you think you are that you yeah. have? Like, yeah. Who do you think yeah. you are you have, Who like, are some kind you, of, guy? Okay. Okay, Richard. Some okay, kind of weight. Richard. Some kind of weight laser eyes. Like, ooh. ooh, yeah, you know who you are. You know like, how
0: long I've been fishing, Jason?
1: How long you've been fishing?
0: About 27 years. Actually, oh. 28. 28 uh, now so um in my 28 years i have gathered laser eyes and you know what that fish was a gosh darn two and a half pound crappie shut up richard from facebook yeah nobody
1: cares richard No one won't cares. You, won't you go home and uh cry to your wife about your nice. miserable life unless you you're life divorced <laughs> i'm not gonna finish that uh this is a little bit early in this podcast to be cursing but we will get there i think we
0: got i think we got i think it's like a one minute mark i you know if you i'll do it if you want to call him a piece of shit you go right ahead dude. oh well richard why don't you go cry to
1: your wife about you know your uh, your insufficiencies in life nice. and uh just put your face in your pillow and just cry yourself to sleep you miserable piece of shit <clears> you right. know richard you don't have to be such a dick yeah you really don't um anyway well, josh something. fishing snacks do you want to talk about fishing snacks Not yet.
0: Here's my thing. thing. You don't have to do that. There's a choice. Do you want to be a miserable asshole? Or do you just want to let a guy have fun? It's not like you're out here... Like, you're not out here saying, like, you know, hey, I think Sharia law is a great idea, everybody. Everybody should practice Sharia law. Let's turn America into a Sharia law abiding place. No, you're posting (laughs) a picture of a fish saying i caught it it's my it's the biggest fish of this species i've ever caught and i'm so proud of it and i just wanted to share it with you guys because you know i figured that the fishing community is such a tight-knit community and then you got richard you got richard he's sitting there and he's like you know what that's him typing (laughs) that's not a two and a half pound crappie and I'm going to tell that guy what
1: I think about his fish.
0: I don't think Richard's married in this scenario. You know why? Because his wife got so tired of him telling her what he thinks things are. She was like, you know what? Forget this. I'm going to go be a lot lizard at the truck stop. Because that's better than dealing with Richard.
1: Yeah. It's not just that one person. What sucks is i posted yeah. it in five to six. Facebook groups and in those five to six Facebook groups total I probably had 30 to 40 people with that same kind of Richard mentality where they're just like I'm gonna tell this guy what I think like dude it's just sad because out of those groups that I posted and I probably only had three to four good interactions with people where they're like great fish man congratulations yeah. nice job yeah because the post said the new the post said new pb who this so like Dude, obviously, and I'm smiling in this picture, like I'm obviously very happy, and I've got a picture of it on a state. Like, what more do you people need to like just back off, dude? Like, seriously, I, I don't know. I don't know who thinks like who these people think put them in power to make these kind of calls and make these kind of decisions. But like that whole thing, dude. Like the shit that's going on in this world right now, like. If you think that that kind of mentality and bashing each other on social media over fish that they catch or, you know, successes that they have, however big or however small or whatever you think of it, if it's a, if it's a success for somebody, you should be celebrating that person. And with the shit going on in the world right now, dude, we don't have time for The little things. Dude, we don't have time for that. We don't have time for the Josh, I'm going to tell you the negative shit that I think about. Like, we don't have time for that, people. Like... But the amount of shit that's going on in the world right now, the last thing that we as a civilization need is people aimlessly hating people on social media. Like, you understand what's going on in the world right now. Like, at this point in time, we don't have time for people to. Bicker for no reason on social media Like you understand that people are trying to Claim power over everybody Right now and right now is the time That we need to come together and unite As a civilization as one people man Because it doesn't matter where you come from It doesn't matter what color you are It doesn't matter what you believe it doesn't matter if you think The left or the right I don't care if you think it's up Or down or blue or black I don't care Like we need to come together as people We need to figure this shit out We need to stop hating people on social media For no reason because that's that doesn't push us that doesn't make us better that doesn't get us further that that literally puts us backward man and that's not what we need right
0: now that doesn't push the needle no it's it's not a needle mover buddy nope not one bit and that was well said because i think i think what a lot of this is is it's like it's like a weird projection like i don't know if it's like these guys need attention that bad like i don't know what a 50 to 60 year old man on facebook.com would need that much attention for but it seems that they need it. It seems like there's a strange know-it-all complex on social media where it doesn't matter. Like you're right. There's, there's an entire, there is an entire group. That's an R, not an L. There's an entire group of people out there wanting to strip the power of just regular people. And you're pining into it. You're joining in on this, trying to take away the power of, your brother your man your friend your sister your mom just normal people you're trying to strip that power away from them just so what you could be like ha told that guy it wasn't a two and a half pound crappie and i was right i was right (laughs) dude even though there was a scale that clearly said that it was get a life moving on moving on
1: fishing snacks of the week
0: Let's talk about fishing. Snacks. We got a
1: guy. We got a guy that is always listening to our podcast. Shout out Blue Jay Outdoors. He always shares everything that we do. We appreciate your support. Um, he recommended a fishing snack in which I totally forgot about until tonight when I was writing down notes for the podcast. Since Mother's Day is Sunday, we're actually recording this on Saturday night uh, so that we can spend more time with our mommies. Um And because of that, I I hadn't had time to purchase this fishing snack. But this fishing snack was a Lay's stacked uh, queso, some kind of a queso chip. And I haven't tried it. I will try it. I will review it. I will tell you what I think about it. Uh, But it does sound delicious. I don't eat potato chips, but I do love queso uh queso is quite tasty and if it tastes like queso i'm gonna be about it so that's a good idea uh, blue jay outdoors thank you for chiming in and providing us with a fishing snack to review on our podcast because this is not a fishing podcast but we do like snacks um yes and so i will review those
0: big snack guy um i've got one i um went to the grocery store the other day um My mom took me out for my weekly allowance of groceries. Uh, She pulled me out of the basement and we went to the Costco. Um, Then we went to the Meijer and the Kroger. But uh, Ruffles All Dressed Chips. All Dressed? uh, It is a Canadian favorite. And um, around 2015, 2016, All Dressed Chips came to America. Um, I had heard about them from my... Canadian constituents. As a youth, um, when I was younger, I uh, back in the MySpace days, I got into a group of just Canadian people, and I still remain friends with them to this day. So after, dear God, almost twenty years, probably fifteen, you know, I finally got to have some uh, all dressed chips. It's like it's weird, man. It's like it's like a tomato soup on a chip. And
1: Interesting.
0: it's very good. It's like tomato soup mixed with barbecue sauce. I, huh. I don't know.
1: I, I don't know about that. Then. So what are you going to rate that? Like how how many chocolate chip pancakes are you going to? Dude, rate
0: as as far as potato chips go, like just your regular, like you know, we're not talking like the kettle cooked and stuff. Like if we're just talking junk chips, um, that's a flavor. Ten out of ten chocolate chip pancakes for me. <sighs>
1: All right, I gotta. That means I gotta. I gotta hurry up and get dressed and go get these. Nice.
0: Yeah, we do this podcast naked, everybody.
1: Um, It's (laughs) just part of the. Yeah, part of the. It just makes us more comfortable in our element, if you will. I've got a fishing snack review. However, it's not a fishing snack that you eat. It's a fishing snack that you drink. Nice. Um, everybody knows that I love seltzer water. Uh, I have finally found my favorite brand of seltzer water. Really? And I'm really glad that I did. Um, I love bubbly, um, but I don't know, man. Whenever I tried this Waterloo from Costco. Waterloo. Who? Anyways. So good, dude. Have you
0: had Waterloo, Jazz? I have not. I have had. Oh, a, my. I'm a I'm a LaCroix guy. It's better than Bubbly. Um Bubbly, bubbly has this thing where it kind of falls flat for me. Don't know what it is, but something about bubbly just doesn't hit. Um, but I'm gonna have to try some Waterloo.
1: It's from and Costco and it's really cheap, too.
0: The, the Kirkland you, hits. I like the Kirkland.
1: I have not tried the Kirkland, but you can buy a giant like twenty four case of this for like seven bucks at Costco.
0: I think um, I think that Kirkland has like, I don't know, it looks like a sheet of plywood, but instead it's soda water. it's it's huge. It's a lot. I think it's like forty eight cans. like they put it in a package that that should not hold that much weight like it it weighs like 50 pounds like you pick it up and you're like jesus christ that's a lot of soda water um you know who's buying this like do we have a pallet jack here i have to get this to the front of the store and buy it um kirkland is is definitely one of my favorites but i'll settle i'll settle for a Lacroix. but again there's if i'm drinking if i'm drinking soda water like i'm pretty much good i'm happy There's two ingredients
1: in this soda water, it's purified carbonated water and natural flavors.
0: What are the natural flavors, though? Blueberry. But does it say that?
1: It's blueberry.
0: So natural flavors is like a loophole for these companies.
1: It says Uh, it says
0: blueberry naturally flavored with other natural flavors. What does that mean? What does that mean? Hello, this is now a conspiracy podcast.
1: Maybe it also has a little bit of cherry in there.
0: What's going on with natural flavors?
1: What are they trying
0: to tell us? You tell me. I'm trying to read between the lines here. So you're telling me that it's blueberry. You're telling me that it's blueberry (laughs) and other natural flavors. Well, if it's blueberry flavored... Then it's got to be just blueberry, but there's other natural... Anyways.
1: I don't know what it is, dude. I don't,
0: I don't have like a drinky. Um, if I'm doing fishing drinks, it's generally just a tall boy or whatever is under $2 at the gas station. So I don't um,
1: know what it means, but I like it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, dude, I'm telling some you
1: what... Ice House. Get you some Ice
0: House. Dude, it's gone. It's done. <laughs> ice House is done as a company. Um, I think it was Miller Coors. I think that was like last year. They did this thing where they cut out like 20 different products and it was all like beer that was like under two dollars at the gas station which is pretty much literally all i drink because i'm i i don't you can have your ipas um jason really likes this uh peanut butter chocolate beer oh yes um, yes Fools gold he loves oh, Fools yes. gold. you can have it you can have it i'm I'm fine with just a coors light tall boy you know if i'm feeling a little spicy. You know, I might grab me a four loco and just, you know, see where the night takes me. Um, I will tell
1: you this. I will tell you this. It is called. It's it's made by Rusty Rail Brewing Company, which is out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Which everybody everybody knows how we feel about Pittsburgh. Metal Jones and Rusty Rail Brewing Company are the two best things out of Pittsburgh. Anyways, um, it's called it's called Fool's Gold, and it's peanut butter hefeweizen. And it is the most delicious craft beer I've ever had, and I love craft beer. I don't drink often, uh, maybe once a month, uh, if that. And when I do drink, I have, like, one beer, two beers sometimes. I might, sometimes I might get a little loosey-goosey, one might say, and just have, like, three, like, uh, seltzers, <laughs> three hard seltzers. I, I'm, not, I'm not much of a drinker anymore. Um, those days are over those days of chugging, you know, 24 uh, 24 bud light limes and heaving my guts out, that's all over with. Um, thank God too
0: cuz I don't know how much more I could have took of that. That was but- one of the worst I I got to I got to interject, man. Bud Light Lime was one of the worst beer <laughs> concepts they ever had. And then they were like, "You know what? Let's throw strawberry and orange and lemon and sweet tea and it's like, "Stop. We didn't ask for this. Please stop." We're, we're very young and we're like, we're young and we see this pop up at the gas station and we're like, we're going to buy it. And then, like you said, we're heaving our guts up because your product is butt cheeks. That was
1: bad, buddy. Those were the days of me driving a four-wheeler through the woods until like 3 3 a.m. We, you know, a good buddy of mine, my high school best friend, of basically lifetime now. Um, we'd drive four-wheelers through the woods at his house. Um, his dad would routinely wreck them uh, going up and down hills. Uh, it, was always, it was always really scary. He knew how to keep us on our heels. Um, he almost broke his back falling down in a ravine, flipping his four-wheeler. It was a pretty scary night. Um, anyway, he and I drank all night long in the middle of the woods, uh, driving four-wheelers, uh, mud running until like 6 a.m., uh, when we did fall asleep, we actually fell asleep like launched over on the four wheelers in the middle of the woods. It was a great time. Anyways, that was the night that I drank like 24 Bud Light limes and I thought I was going to die.
0: And uh, at that moment, he said, please let there be fool's gold Hefeweizen for the love of God. You manifested <laughs> that, man. You did that. Your spiritual energy came together. You and the beer gods had a moment and they were like, we're going to create Rusty Rail Brewing Company just for you, pal. You're going to figure yeah. this out. And then Heck you yeah. did. And yeah, then last,
1: I... last weekend, Cody and I, we got a little bit crazy. Uh-oh. We went and buy the, bought this stuff called Squirrel. It's like S-Q-R-R-L or something like that. And it is a it's a peanut butter whiskey, right? And uh, we poured chocolate milk in it. Not me. Oh, yes. Wouldn't Adult be me. Choc- Adult chocolate milk with some ice cubes, buddy. That was quite tasty. However, Cody kind of <laughs> had one drink of this <laughs> and, and about hit the floor because, like I said, we don't drink. It's pretty funny. It's, it's a good time. Anyways, Josh, I, I think that's enough of the alcohol content uh, because we don't, don't know, know if everybody listening is uh, 21 years old or older.
0: Well, if Please you're drink not drink responsibly. If you're not 21 and older, I'll tell you what. If they still make Bud Light Lime, and you want to get a little buzz, you know, before you turn twenty-one. Hang out with your friends, go to a party. For the love of God, don't drink. Just stick to like PBR, man. Just, just nope. drink. Just drink
1: cheap beer. Nobody under the age of twenty-one should be consuming alcohol. Oh, okay.
0: So um, yeah, I, I don't
1: know what that was that you. just Go to said.
0: school, get straight A's, and don't do drugs, kids. Unless and it's marijuana,
1: and then if if it is, and you're eighteen, do and drugs, I'm not going to tell you what to do.
0: Nothing, nothing. Don't even, don't even take the Adderall that your therapist is recommending to you because your parents don't do a good enough job. Anyways. Um, that was deep. Yeah. Yeah. I dude, I've got my theories. I've got my theories on the prescription drug world. Let's. Do um, you want to talk about it? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, no, I was, I was very much forced into it as a five-year-old. Um, before the age of eight years old, I had tried eight different ADHD medications I tried so many medications up to the point of 16 years old, where I started to get that little conspiracy in my mind. Wait a minute, maybe this is all for money. Maybe, maybe they just recommend putting all this medication on our on our kids as a as a as a way to drive all those really fancy cars I saw on my way to the doctor's office. Because uh, a lot of people don't know this, but I have a I have a thing for cars because I have a thing with my brain which lets me remember a lot of things about cars. But, you know, when I pull in as a 13-year-old and I'm like, man, look at all these $100,000 cars. And they're like, yep, by the way, you're going to be put on the brand new extended release version of this ADHD medication. You kind of you kinda start to think like, man, I was just on the regular version for only three months and now I'm getting bumped up? We're getting, I, I haven't even told you about like, how bad I still am at focusing and instead of you know the ADHD going away now I have bipolar disorder so thanks for that. I I think that uh I think the medication industry is is definitely very greedy Jason.
1: Oh dude I I hundred percent agree. I uh, growing up greedy growing up my my parents, uh my mom and stepdad were very big into like uh child protect uh child protective services. So like they were foster parents. And dude, I can't tell you how many like four, five, six, seven year olds that we would get in our home that were, you know, foster kids (laughs) that uh well, they were already on all of these drugs at like six years old. And I'm like, dude, this kid doesn't have a chance. Like He has no chance to have a real life experience because he's on all this stuff all the time. And, you know, I feel like being put on that kind of stuff, it just creates like a false reality um, in your head. And for you, like as a person, like, I don't feel like the world is very real to you. And I feel like once you're put on all these different medications, it gets increasingly more difficult for you to have a real life experience.
0: Yeah, I I, um, Dude, I'll tell you what. Um, we'll get deep here, okay? I was medicated up until I was about 23, 24 years old. And, you know, things weren't easy in this old brain of mine. Things were never easy. And the easiest it's ever been was when I stopped taking medication. And that's not, you know, I'm not trying to convince you to do anything with your body. If it works for you, it works for you. But I got put on a new medication when I was 21 years old that gave me some of the worst ideas I've ever had. I gained about 60 pounds, not consensually. Like I was still lived the same lifestyle that I did. And it, it, it put on weight. Um, a lot of my adrenaline and regular natural testosterone, you know, things that 20 year old men have, that stuff was sucked out of my body. Um, it just, Medication and I have a very, very, uh, you know, bad relationship. And again, I reiterate and I, you know, want to reinforce this. I'm not trying to tell you, don't take medication. I'm not trying to tell you that there's, you know, that what you're doing is wrong. I'm just saying it didn't work for me because I, I realistically do think that the amount of medication that I was on as a very, very young child um, permanently affected the way that I operate now today. And I just, I just hope if you have children, you know, that are six seven eight nine ten 10 years old, and they're still developing and, you know, oh, they can't sit still or, oh, they have outbursts. Guess what? That's what kids do. Yeah. Kids are annoying. Kids are loud. Kids say stupid things. Kids can't sit still. You want to know why? Because they're kids and they haven't learned that stuff yet.
1: Kids talk a A lot. lot.
0: (laughs) And they they do. They say things. uh,
1: Please understand this. I will never, never, ever, ever tell you what you should and shouldn't do with your body. If you don't want to eat healthy, then don't. If you don't want to eat junk food then don't. If you don't want to get, uh, I don't want to say that word because I might get canceled. If you don't want to get a a uh, V-A-C-C-I-N-E, then don't. If you do, then do it. If you don't want to be on a medication, then don't do it. I, Dude, if you gonna, don't want to go to the dentist, don't do it. I don't give don't, a shit. I don't care what you do. I, I will tell you not to, uh, not to bash people aimlessly on social media for no reason. But here's um, the thing. I will tell you that, but- Go ahead. Please understand that like all these medications, uh, none of them are natural, <laughs> uh, for the most part, unless you're foraging for them. No, I don't and, think
0: there was ashwagandha in uh, yeah. the uh, the the drugs that I was taking.
1: Right. So understand that like none of this stuff is natural, and everything uh, that it, that these drugs are composed of will like hardwire your brain, and will also. Uh, it says, like, all these symptoms that it might cause. <laughs> those yeah, are, good are the symptoms worse
0: than what you're doing? Like It what's may going cause
1: on? liver disease. It may cause liver cancer. It may cause kidney cancer. It might shut down your entire system. It might make you fat. Yeah, it might make you fat for no reason. It might give you mood swings to where nobody you're around can tolerate you anymore. Like, just know that those symptoms before you start
0: doing these kinds of things. Well, is, there's... I'll tell no you that's what. natural man it's not good for nope. you and I'll tell you one thing right now based on personal experience, there is no reason for a sixteen year old regardless of how big or small you are to be on two two hundred fifty milligram uh what is it two two hundred fifty milligram dosages doses doses of generic zoloft in a twenty four hour period that is Zoloft the, the the way Zoloft works sertraline is the generic um the way it works is it's like a leveler um it's a i would i would definitely call it a downer in the drug world and what it does is it kind of desensitizes you if you have an overactive brain um overactive emotions things of that nature what it does is it tries its best to level that out which essentially in the long term which for me from age uh, 15 to 23, uh, 23, maybe 22, I was on Zoloft. And you get to a point where people catch on and they're like, hey, man, you're kind of like a robot now. And then you're like, am I a robot? Like, I feel fine because I don't feel anything. I don't feel a thing. And I'll tell you one thing right now and closing on this uh, medication discussion i would rather feel every bit of pain every bit of happiness every bit of disappointment every bit of joy every up down left right in this world in this world every bit of pain every bit of misery than take a generic zoloft pill or a zoloft pill or an antidepressant ever again
1: well dude those are real life experiences and those can't be those can't be uh those can't be like generated simulated yes right right they can't be simulated like real life experiences the feeling of disappointment it's a very real feeling you should feel that so that you know what it feels like to be disappointed the feeling of happiness You should know what it feels like to be happy. Like you should have all of these feelings, and by taking these medications, which basically shut your brain off, like that's not a good thing, man. That's terrible. I I hate that for people. But I'm also never going to encourage people to tell people what to do. Of course, of course. Just let people let people live their life. If people know the side effects, if people know what might happen if they do such a thing, then. Then that's the best you can do, man. Just do your best to educate them and make sure that, hey, you know, I, I have a friend. My friend is asking how I feel about this. Well, I'll tell my friend how I feel about it, but I'm not gonna tell them, Well, don't do it. Well, yeah, you should do it. I'm gonna say, Well, based off what I know, this is this is what I know. And I might not I might not be right and I might not I might not know everything but I will try to give you an educated guess and then you'll make your own decision. Like people need to be okay with that. People shouldn't have to tell people what to do or, or feel a sense of power to tell people what to
0: do. Well, I see I've, I've, I've noticed this trend. Um, and I agree with you and, and to go back on what we just said and then completely moving forward. Um, I'm not necessarily telling people what to do. This is, I am literally just telling you my story and my experience that I've had with over-the-counter drugs. But I have noticed a lot of, if you blank, 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 then you shouldn't blank, blank, blank. How about this? Shut up. Stop telling people what to do. Stop telling people how to feel because that stuff gains traction and it makes people feel bad. Obviously, there are some hard lines. If you have a friend that is violently racist, you either don't be friends with them or you're like, hey, dude, like this whole like violent racism thing, like you'll go to an into a bar and just act completely ridiculous. Like this isn't a Florida Georgia line concert, dude. This is real life. You just <laughs> you, should you should probably know. stop that. <laughs> you need to tone it down, buddy. You need to keep those thoughts to yourself because I keep thoughts to myself. And, and this this comes back into the uh, the Facebook discussion we were just having. I see people post their PBs all the time and they're like, Oh, it's my PB 4.13 pound largemouth bass, dude. I, you know, for him, that might be the greatest day of his life. For me, that's just, you know, that's just an average day of Josh and Jason fishing because we're that good baby. But if he's proud of it, I'm not going to comment and go, I caught four of those this year. He doesn't care. He's excited. That's a good catch, dude. I bet the fish would have been bigger if you bought Dark Horse Tackle Baits, which brings us to an advertisement. Jason, are you ready? I'm ready. Dude, here's the thing. I was at this place called Butt Cheek Sporting Goods the other day, and I saw this bin, and it said five for five. And I kept seeing these goofy boy baits, and I kept seeing these strike queen baits, and I'm like, man, these baits are so generic. So then I was on Instagram, right? I was on the the Needy Podcast Instagram, and I saw this company that sponsors them called Dark Horse Tackle. And I was like, dude, these are not your run of the bill baits. These all look like they come from small businesses. They all look like they come from real salt of the earth guys. And they do, I investigated. I saw their April box. You know what they got in the April box? I'll tell you, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, you don't even have to reply. They got a bag of motion fishing. I don't know if you've heard that company, motion fishing soft plastics, like a beaver bait or a brush hog bait. It's a completely unique design. Both of them are bigger profiles, So if it's pressured water, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll have a better chance of getting looked at. And then there was a, there was a whole haul from this, uh, Steve Martin's guy you were talking about. They had two underspins and a swim jig. And then they had a wake bait that was custom painted by a small business. And then they had a couple of little swimmers, a bag of little swimmers, little swim baits, perfect for that swim jig and perfect for those underspins. seemed like everything in the box went together And I had to buy one myself. So this podcast is brought to you by Dark Horse Tackle, also known as the best baits you've never heard of. And if you want a promo code for Dark Horse Tackle, we're still working on one from them, but we'll probably post it if we get one. We'll have to, we'll have to really, God, we really got to get a promo code for Needy Podcast since these guys sponsor us. I don't know. What
1: do you think? I think uh, I think it's the best bait you never heard of, man. And I can't I can't uh, you know <clears throat> I can't speak on behalf of everybody out there, but I, I like I said, man. I think we need to be at a place where we're encouraging each other, where we're supporting each other, where you know we're pushing everybody further down, like supporting like the smaller like further down the road. Not pushing them down, but like pushing them further down the road. So, making, so making, like this people better making
0: tackle boxes across America better so so if you have a dream and I align with that dream do you think that maybe I should support your dream and be like yeah man like that's either a great idea or like oh no man I don't know about all that but like here's another idea that you could do and maybe we can meet in the middle because you know as a guy who who does like you know small business and you do small business like here's an idea that we can both agree on exactly huh that's a that's a really novel concept. I don't know about all that, dude. I got we got some questions though, and I don't, and I don't
1: about- know about I don't know about supporting each other, man. Yeah, um, you know, I, eh, I don't really. Gross. Know. <laughs> Just
0: all right, leave me so alone.
1: here's here's something that we've been doing lately on our podcast on Mondays. Um, it's something that I have a lot of fun with. I know Josh has a lot of fun with. Oh yeah. So what we want is our listeners. We want. First of all, we want the Knee Deep Podcast to be the number one listener-driven podcast. Ooh, we want yes. we want you guys to tell us things that you want to hear. We want to answer your questions. We would love to have all of you on the show. It's just kind of challenging to do that. Um,
0: and it's so the not best right way, now.
1: The best way to have you on the show is to invite you to ask us a question and to send it to us via DM on social media. Um, just ask us a question through uh an audio
0: yeah send us a voice memo
1: we would love to so anything i mean just don't make it too political Um,
0: don't make it political and don't be weird just ask us anything actually be a little weird just don't be too weird like don't you know don't ask me you know don't be edgy don't ask weird sexual stuff um, you can ask me anything. I'll tell honestly, you. ask us sexual stuff. We like, we love. This is actually a sex podcast. So, you know, Psych. Just, this Surprise. is
1: definitely, Surprise, definitely not guys. a fishing
0: podcast today. We've had some deep cuts, and I'm into it.
1: Everybody um, always asks what we mean. It's not a fishing podcast. What I mean is, is it, it's a, it's a it's a sex podcast. It's a sex so. podcast.
0: That's what I mean. Definitely <laughs> not fishing. It's not. It's definitely not fishing. So definitely not. We got, uh, we got South Detroit Fishing. He sent us two questions, so we'll go with the first one. Hey, guys. Nick here with a question for you both. With the Kentucky Derby going off tomorrow, who do you have picked? And, in your opinion, is the Kentucky Derby truly the greatest two minutes in sports? So, Nick, South Detroit Fishing. Um, who I had picked since the Kentucky Derby has already happened. I had Messier because I love hockey. And that's the name of a hockey player, Mark Messier. And go ahead, Jason, with your pick. And I've... then...
1: I picked on? Smile Happy. Uh, smile I picked happy. Smile Happy. Yeah, because if you're going to name a horse Smile Happy, kudos to you. Uh, we need more positive, more positivity in this world. We need more people loving people in this world. So Smile Happy. That was my that was my choice. Josh, who did, who did win the Kentucky Derby? Um,
0: Rich Rich Strike. I think it was Ooh. the name. It was an eighty to one. 80 to one odds. If you placed a $2 bet, you got over $160. This is now a sports betting podcast. Welcome back to D-Deep, everybody, where we have sold our house because we suck at sports betting. Um, (laughs) Do I think think that this is the greatest two minutes in sports? Um, That begs the question that horse racing is actually a sport. That's like saying boat racing is a sport. You're sitting on top of a vehicle Horses are vehicles, especially in a race when you're using them as a vehicle. Do I think that, um, I, I just don't, I don't see it as a sport. Um, in a two minute race, I would, I would say, I don't know. I don't know very many other two minute races other than like Olympic swimming, which I don't care about and horse racing. I equally don't care about it, but Answer the question based off the general consensus, I would say it's the most exciting two minutes in quote unquote sports. What about you, Jason?
1: My uh my favorite two minutes in sports is when Mike Tyson beats the hell out of a dude on an airplane.
0: Nice, nice. That's
1: that's my favorite two minutes. All right,
0: well, that just that answers that. We're done. (laughs) Um, I I have a very um this is now a horse racing conspiracy podcast. I, um, I have a very out of left field conspiracy about the Kentucky Derby and other weird horse races where people dress up like absolute clowns. Um, I, I think that the Kentucky Derby was set up in the 1800s to be a very weird high society sex club where people watch a little bit of horse racing and then they just go do a bunch of drugs and start kissing, you know? It's like the one day a year where they can just do everything behind the good Lord's back. This is not a religious podcast, but it is a Kentucky Derby conspiracy. It is
1: also a sex podcast. And if we're talking
0: double entendre,
1: if we're talking about high society sex parties, sign me up.
0: Well, you're not part of high society, Jason. I break it to you, but (laughs) I did not see you at the Kentucky Derby with your funky little hat and your funny little suit. (laughs) We gotta we gotta get through these questions. And (laughs) moving on, moving on. Um Let's see where... Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You ready? What you got? Hey, guys. Nick here, and I have a question for you both regarding bladed baits. Does the conventional wisdom of throwing nickel to mimic bait fish and gold to mimic brim hold true? Is it a dirty water, clear water thing? What about painted blades? Do you just pick a contrasting or a complementary color? What's going on with that? Thanks for all you do. Catch you later. So... This Nick guy sounds a lot smarter than me. Um, that question alone, the way he phrased it, the way he articulated his words, um, I'm, I'm going to say this guy's a lot more intelligent than me. And he definitely thinks about fishing a lot differently than I do.
1: So, Nick, for me, cloudy conditions, I like a gold blade. Um, muddy water, like super muddy water, I like a painted blade. Um, if I'm going to be fishing dirty water, like one to three foot, I would like a gold and a like maybe a little bit painted blade on there too. Um, And then, you know, sunny conditions, I do prefer a, like a more of a silver blade, but I don't know, man, I always like Josh. Josh always has this theory with blades and I, I like his, I like his approach to throwing blade baits way more than a lot of them out there. And basically you just need a, a willow and a Colorado blade. Don't ever throw a double willow and don't ever throw, Indiana blade unless you're fishing at night or a uh, Colorado blade at night too Josh tell him you know everything
0: so, about blade blades yeah oh god about. yeah i'm the I'm the I'm the, I'm the freaking spinner bait connoisseur over here you, you
1: know, know so everything
0: i um I will only throw a painted blade if the water is super muddy and I like gold blades I generally throw one gold blade I like to you know if I'm throwing a tandem blade do a little gold blade a little silver blade. But if the water is muddy, or if it is spring, it does not matter what the water clarity is at this point. If it is spring, very early spring. So February to like the beginning of April, I'm throwing a gold top blade and a bright orange blade, white and chartreuse. Now, more importantly, what I do when I throw spinner baits is instead of me worrying about blade color, I worry about the actual color of the skirting. Since that's the bulk of the bait, the flash is just to get the fish's attention. Regardless of how the blade is painted, it's going to get the attention of a fish just because it's flashing. Um, but skirt skirt is definitely more important to me. Um, black at night, black in really muddy water, white and chartreuse in murky to dirty water, all chartreuse for dirty water. And then when it gets clear, I'm doing like a like a shimmery, you know, maybe like a, maybe a white, maybe a white, um, but like mainly like a clear or like a smoky shad color. But like Jason said, um, I, I throw a tandem nine times out of 10. It's very rare that I'm going to throw a double willow or a double Colorado. Now I will throw a double Colorado or like an Indiana with a Colorado in the spring. That's like a big spring thing or or a winter thing, but. The double Colorado throws a lot of vibration, like a lot of vibration. It's basically two bladed jigs at this point. Um, very, very, very thumpy. Um, great for reaction strikes though, Jason. Throwing like a single, like a single Colorado blade on like a half ounce or bigger spinnerbait, and then just burning it on top and dropping it. So that blade kind of helicopters down. That's the old school. That's how Kevin Van Dam got his name, by the way. Big. uh Big reaction bait spinner bait guy. Reaction bite spinner bait guy. Words, man. They're hard today.
1: Yeah, this is also not a fishing podcast.
0: You're right. You're right. So um, you got anything you want to add to that? That's it. All right. We got, Anthony, got. Anthony Bedard on the horn here. Boys, I got a good one for you. I want to know the moment in your life that you're the most proud of. I got one. Let's hear it. it. I want want it. it. Tell me, which. what is it? So it's not a fishing podcast, but um, the first fishing tournament I ever won is probably the proudest moment of my life because it wouldn't have gotten me here. Um, It wouldn't have driven, it wouldn't have moved that needle for me. Um, uh, When I was 12, my grandpa and I fished my first ever fishing tournament together. It was a 10 fish limit for whatever reason. We had a 10 fish limit at like nine 30. The, the tournament started at like seven 30. We got to the spot at eight within an eight, within an hour and a half, we had already caught like 20 keepers, but our live well started to fail and we had to just go to the weigh in. Um, so we, we went back to the weigh in station and uh that was at like it was like 11:30 30 in the morning and they were like you guys are already here and we we're like dude our boat's broken um so we weighed in our fish we had like 24 pounds and in, in 10 fish like with like a two and a half pound average which wasn't bad um five and a half pound big fish and we waited around all day I I walked around the bank fished the bank a little bit you know things like that this also got me started with my love of Senkos stickworms also happy Senko to Mayo everybody but uh yeah, we won that tournament and and that just sealed the deal for me, man. That sealed the deal. I was like, I'm good at this. Um, you know, cuz like I, you know, I figured like my grandpa would just catch most of the fish. Like it was a 50-50 split. And I was like, you know what? Like I don't suck at this. Like I'm going to keep doing this. And I'm I'm fortunate enough to, you know, have stuck with it to to where it led us to this point. So you go ahead and tell me yours. It's we won tough. that we won that tournament, by the way. It's tough it.
1: for me, man. It's it's This is a really tough question for me to answer because the moment in my life that I'm the most proud of, I don't think it's happened yet. Honestly, I, I don't think that it's happened because every single day I do my best to get better. Every single day I do my best to improve. Every single day I try to be a be- better business owner. I try to be a better father. I try to be a better husband. I try to be a better person. Every single day. And so I, I just don't think that... The moment where I'm like, huh, I really did it. Like, I don't think that's happened because I don't feel like I've done it yet. Like, yeah, <clears throat> I think it'll happen. I think it's going to take a lot of time, a lot of work, a lot of effort, a lot of getting better, a lot of growing, a lot of developing for me to get to that point. But I I just don't think it's happened.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, You know, I'm I'm sure you getting married and having two children is on the list,
1: obviously. But, but like. What about when
0: we get that fighter jet? I
1: I did love getting that fighter jet and that that helicopter. That was pretty cool. I'm just saying. But I don't know. I I think that with the way that I grew up, um, my favorite, like the thing I'm the most proud of is the day that I graduated high school. Because nobody in my family had ever done it. I was the first person in my entire family after getting suspended, after getting nearly expelled, after getting ride up after ride up after fight after fight, dude, everything that I went through to get to that point, to be able to graduate high school. Like nobody in my family's ever even graduated high school. How crazy is that? Like I walk up and I hand, you know, like the principal gives me my diploma and he's like, dude, I, I didn't think this day was going to come, but you made me proud. And like, that was pretty cool. That was a great feeling. But I don't know, it was just another one of those days, like that I, I was like the very beginning of like me trying to get to the person that I want to be, yeah, and so that was just
0: kind of so like that the, that moved the needle that moved ugh, a little bit I'm going through puberty again um, <laughs> that moved, that did move the needle, it that kinda, moved the needle on Jason's character development that that told you that you can do this, yes. Yes.
1: That nice. told me that was kind of like one of those, one of those little footsteps. Like, yeah. you know, you're walking across a muddy path and there's just all these stones that are scattered around and you're just trying to put your foot out there and try to feel around without stepping in the mud to figure out which way you're going to walk next. Like that was like the very first one of those pavers for me. And I'm just, I'm not to the point where I want to be, but I, I will get there.
0: I get it. I get it. And if you're, um, if you're like, you know, under 22 years old, like still in college, still in high school, and and you've got people telling you, you know, you're not shit and you can't do it and you suck and all that BS, dude, tell them where to go, man. If it's something you want to do, if you want to graduate college or you want to graduate high school, don't, you know, don't listen to them. Because if it's something like Jason just said, he didn't think, you know, he didn't think because he wasn't, he, nobody had done it. If if you do it, that just prove it to yourself, prove it to yourself that you can do it. And that'll do a lot for your character development, because once you tell yourself, you know, there's multiple times, especially with Dark Horse Tackle, like I'm like, "Ah, I can't do that. I'll let Jason do that. Then I learn how to do it. And I'm like, well, shit, I can do this. This is this is not that bad. This is something that can be done.
1: Right. Just right. like owning a business, just like yep. not bankrupting the company. By did I think otherwise? that we would own
0: a business, Um, you know, within 10 years of us being friends? No, I just thought we would go fishing all the time and have a beer every now and then. But instead, mm-hmm. we don't fish at all anymore and we never drink and we just pack boxes <laughs> and complain about people.
1: That's right. But really, guys, like, if there's something that you want to do, despite all the noise around you, despite the ele- elements that you might be in, despite, you know, what people tell you that you can and cannot do, if, you, if you've if you got something inside of you that, that you want to do, just make it happen. Yeah. Just make it happen for you, man, because, like... I could have quit, I could have been like, yeah, you're right, I'm not, I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna be exactly what you say I'm gonna be, and then I could have been that guy, and then I would have been the one in jail right now, (laughs) like, and then I would have been the guy that, you know, nobody wants to talk to, nobody wants to be around, nobody, like, nobody gets anything from, like, and I, I refuse to be that guy. I want to be the needle mover. I want to make you guys happy. I want to make you guys laugh. I want to make you guys think. I want to make everybody, you know, a little bit better. If I can make everybody a little bit better, then I'll make myself proud. Like, Bingo. That's Bingo. If, if I can be here, you know, I'm not here for a long time, but I'm, I'm here for a good time. And if I can make everybody better, man, like, that, that's what will make me proud. Make my, Make my kids great people make my wife a proud, a proud wife. Like that's, that's all I want, man. You
0: just, you don't like the, the thing with like, you know, life and like growth and stuff like that is like, I don't, I don't surround myself with um, people that have the exact same like mindset as I do. Like I challenge you with that all the time. And that's on purpose just because it's like, you know, it, it'll be character development. You'll learn something. I'll learn something. But if if you want to be successful if if you want to you know fall into that realm of what you think success is you're going to have to put yourself around people that for like first and foremost you have to put yourself around people that believe in you and you know i'll bring that i'll bring up that when i'm done you have to bring up people that believe in you and it's not that you need people to constantly support you or you know share everything you post or buy everything you make but you need to have people that are like with it, like just having somebody that's with it and hears you and listens to you and like doesn't mind giving you constructive criticism. Those are the types of people you want to be around. Like if we had a bunch of people in our pro staff that every single time they were like the best box I've ever had. This is the best box. Ever. If it if it looked like mystery fart boxes pro staff, I would hate it. Like yeah. I need some nuance. I need, you know, I need a little bit of a challenge. Therefore, we can make it better. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the
1: only way I get better, man. And that's that's what I've been saying all along. Like, I want you guys to tell me. If this podcast isn't what you want to hear, tell me what you want to hear. Big if up. this podcast doesn't bring on guests that you want to hear, tell me who you want to who hear. I'll want. bring them on. If, if, you know, we're not talking about the things that move the needle, the things that make you laugh, make you excited, make you look forward to your work week or make you look forward to your weekend, then tell me what will. And I'll make it happen but I need guidance. Like I, I'm not yep. a guy that's going to sit here and pout. If you tell me that that box really suck guys. Like I'll be like, okay, cool. Tell me what I need to do better. How can I make it better? What do I need to do?
0: Don't just like, say
1: it sucks though. No, you can't tell me. Oh, that sucked. Just, like exactly. what exactly. is <laughs> does That
0: sucked. That, that doesn't do any, that I can't, I can't do anything with that. No. Like, and if, if you guys think that we should do a podcast completely schnockered and you know, about 10 beers in, let us know, um, send us a DM on knee deep and, uh, actually send us some beer money. Um, we'll put our Venmo up in the bio and everything like that. You know, if you, if you want to see a completely unhinged podcast, (laughs) send us some beer money, send us like 20 bucks. We'll get some beer. Like
1: five bucks, dude. That's fine. That's fine.
0: Get it. You know, give Jason five bucks, give me 20. I'll get some better stuff. So I don't, wake up feeling like crap the next day because there I'm you here.
1: go all right but guys do send in your uh, voice audios with your questions um we want to answer Please. them we want to bring you on here like this is i want this to be the number one fan listener listener driven podcast in the world so I,
0: I want you to be i want you to be in your vehicle and you know your wife's yelling at you but you're you know you're in your happy place you're listening to E deep and you're like you're like honey shut up at 50 point Two, five seconds, my voice is on here, and I'm asking them a question. And then it's like, oh, hey, guys, what kind of bait do you like? And it, that just makes your day. I yeah. want that. I, I, I want, want that. that. I, I want to make your that. day. Yep. I want you to feel like a celebrity for a day. But you will be internalized. You will be internalized in the needy Hall of Fame as a celebrity. So you can, you know, that could be your proudest moment. And that could right. push the needle for you, buddy.
1: And then that will push the needle for me. If I, if I can help people have their proudest moment by bringing them on this podcast and answering their questions, that will move the needle for me. So, Look at that, man. guys, we love wow. you. I hope you have a great work week. Um, you can send those voice memos over to the Dark Horse Tackle Instagram page, but I would much prefer if you find a way to uh, email it to tackle at gmail.com or send it to at the knee deep podcast on Instagram, which I believe is at the dot knee underscore deep podcast.
0: It's, it's at knee dot deep underscore podcast.
1: <laughs> There's a reason for that. Instagram immediately took down the original knee deep podcast, which, Instagram, which I have no idea why we didn't have any followers that it was weird. Zuckerberg, so, I swear yeah. to God. Yeah. Anyways, we love you guys. I hope hey, you have a great work week, and we'll look forward to hearing talking to you
0: on Friday. We've got a we've got a champion of a guest on for Friday.
1: Oh yes, we do have a champion. A real guest. champion. A real yeah, a real people's champ too. So yeah.
0: that's Caught it. Four or five rounds, and and came out on top.
1: I'm excited. Yep. And I no punches thrown
0: either. Love you guys.
1: Have a great work week. Love you guys. Have a good week. We'll see you guys.